The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Jesus said to his disciples, When the Son of Man comes in his glory, and all the angels with him, he will sit upon his glorious throne, and all the nations will be assembled before him, and he will separate them one from another, as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. He will place the sheep on his right and the goats on his left. Then the king will say to those on his right, Come, you who are blessed by my Father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For I was hungry, and you gave me food. I was thirsty, and you gave me drink. A stranger, and you welcomed me. Naked, and you clothed me. Ill, and you cared for me. In prison, and you visited me. Then the righteous will answer him and say, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you? or thirsty and give you drink? When did we see you a stranger and welcome you, or naked and clothe you? When did we see you ill or in prison and visit you? And the king will say to them in reply, Amen, I say to you, whatever you did for one of the least brothers of mine, you did for me. Then he will say to those on his left, Depart from me, you accursed, into the eternal fire prepared for the devil and his angels. For I was hungry, and you gave me no food. I was thirsty, and you gave me no drink. A stranger, and you gave me no welcome. Naked, and you gave me no clothing. Ill and in prison, and you did not care for me. Then they will answer and say, Lord, when did we see you hungry, or thirsty, or a stranger, or naked, or ill, or in prison? and not minister to your needs. He will answer them, Amen, I say to you, what you did not do for one of these least ones, you did not do for me. And these will go off into eternal punishment, but the righteous to eternal life. The Gospel of the Lord. Welcome back to Snowy Madison. I hope you enjoyed seeing the color this morning and enjoyed a nice restful break that this university gives you all of, what, three days of break in the whole semester. But in a sense, sometimes that is nice just to, just to settle things down and to be back. And perhaps you didn't leave Madison, but had a chance to just, ra ra had a chance to just relax and be with friends and family and how good that is. And get ready for the next stretch of the school year, which is not much for this semester. And as we come back, although the church is a little emptier as breaks often do, we have a great solemnity today to celebrate, a beautiful, beautiful celebration. We celebrate the solemnity of Jesus Christ, King of the Universe. And I love that title because King of the World is not enough. Jesus Christ, King of the Universe, to understand that the ultimate authority is Jesus Christ, and there is no other not even close. 
And the history of this solemnity is quite interesting. In the grand scheme of the church, it's relatively new. Today we celebrate for the 98th time this solemnity. So in 1925, Pope Pius XI instituted this celebration because he saw then in the 1920s the rise of radical secularism. The rise of radical secularism in 1925. And now we can fast forward almost 100 years later and we could ask the question, do you think he was right? Do you think he saw this coming? And of course the answer is yes. And that we need to remind the faithful that at the end of the day, the ultimate authority of everything is Jesus. And that's why today's solemnity is all about authority. About authority and identity. And I think in the modern world, we don't like that word authority, but it is very important because none of us created ourselves. We are all dependent upon someone, something. We all follow something, someone. We don't often have very creative ideas of ourselves. We're always looking towards another for guidance, and that's important. And we all have authorities. And this Thanksgiving break gives an opportunity as many people go back and spend time with family to think about your time as a child. Growing up in your family, you were under the authority of your parents. That there are rules, there's order, there's structure in every family, and that's necessary to be under that order. And then to think about perhaps how excited you were to come to college and finally be set free from that harsh and tyrannical authority of our parents, right? To be able to, in a sense, determine for yourself what is your authority. And that's why I think college, you can actually say, it's a time when people discover who or what their authority will be. College is a time when you discover who or what your authority will be, and from that, what your identity will be. And that's also why I think you see so many people in college, it's probably not the only reason, get so excited into causes, into political movements, into this or that crusade, this or that cause that I need to fight for. It's so common. For me, I was a political science major. That was the thing that just moved me. I loved politics in college. I thought this was the way that I could make the world a better, make the world a better place, to dive into this or that cause. I think that's very common because we're searching for an authority, we're searching for an identity. And yet, this, and this is the key for the whole sermon, if we as Christians put any cause, any political party, any movement above that of Jesus Christ, we're in trouble. If we put any cause, any movement, any political party, in front of our Lord Jesus Christ, we are in trouble. At the very best, we misprioritize that which is most important and vital in our lives. And at the worst, we introduce disorder in the fullest sense of the term. Disorder. That our God is a God of order, structure. He's a king who has given us a kingdom. And so much disorder and chaos is present in the world. And it's so very different, different, or so very interesting because the Catholic Church 
which is the kingdom of Christ present in mystery or the kingdom of Christ present in sacrament is not a political movement. It has nothing to do with politics. It transcends all earthly order, all earthly authority, which is why we say Jesus Christ is king of the universe. And uniquely in just the last three weeks, I've had several conversations with people that said, I'm not sure I can become part of this Catholic church. I look at the leadership and it just seems too liberal. It seems too progressive. How could I do this? And at the same time, I had a conversation literally the same day. How could I join this Catholic church? It seems the local hierarchy is so conservative. It's like I'm joining the Republican Party. What is this about? That literally we have people on both sides who see the church as political. And the church is not political. The church speaks on issues of faith and morals that have consequences in the political sphere, but it transcends politics. And I said the same thing to those people, you could say, forgive the labels on the left that say, well, how could I do this with if, it, if I don't believe in this cause, as I would to the people forgive the label on the right that say, how could I join this if I'm not sure about this cause? That if you put any political movement, commitment to an ideology, to a party, above that of Christ, we're in trouble. We're misprioritizing. We are bringing disorder. The kingdom of Christ transcends all political order. It's a kingdom where the king is the most benevolent, loving, serving king that the world has ever seen. That says, to the very least of my people, this is what I require. Dignity and equality for all. The corporal works of mercy. To welcome the stranger. To clothe the naked. To care for the sick. To visit those imprisoned. How beautiful and yes, will be judged on these at the end of the world. And it's the same time a kingdom that says, yes, personal responsibility. What a beautiful king we have, this Christ, and what a great witness, because he showed us in his very person how this is done. The second reading today says, it's very incredible. I'd encourage you to take a look at Second Corinthians, or sorry, First Corinthians, it's the second reading. And Paul is talking about the resurrection, and he's talking about this authority of Christ. And he says that Jesus, the Christ, will hand the kingdom to God his Father when he has destroyed every sovereignty and every authority and power. For he must reign until he has put all his enemies under his feet. The last enemy to be destroyed is death. When you hear those words, what do you think of? That Christ must reign until he has put all enemies, all authorities under his feet. I think a lot of times we think to this grand cosmic battle at the end of the world, and sure, that's a sense. But what I want to encourage you to think about today is your life. What in my life have I not put under the authority of Christ? What power is there in my life? What control have I not given over? Is Jesus the true Lord of my life and King of my heart? 
Because that one day you will die. We'll all die. That's the last enemy Christ needs to destroy in your life. The fear of death. And he'll do that at the very end. But there are so many other enemies in our lives. Not people. Not even ideologies. The enemies of our souls are sin and disorder. How have we fought these? Have we given them over to Christ our King? What powers and authorities do we follow in our lives and we may not even realize it? That's my challenge for you to pray about and to look at in your life. That Christ is our ultimate authority. He has given us a kingdom, the church. He is the king of the church. The pope is the prime minister. There are bishops and priests that help govern it, yes. But above all else, we have a mother in this kingdom too. Jesus Christ is king of the universe, and there's a queen of the universe as well. Our mother Mary. She who is to be our model and image of the church. She who is who brings true life, who destroys sin and death, and who guides us, who rules with the king, our beautiful mosaic outside of our church. What a beautiful kingdom this Christ has given us. What a beautiful witness he has given us. May Jesus Christ be our only authority, whether I'm at home with the family or here at college. May Jesus Christ be the Lord of my life, the Lord of my heart, the King of my universe. That's a beautiful thing that we can share with our campus and the world.